Welcome to the My Crazy Office podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You, Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls at Work, Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They're committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Catherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office Overtime. So today we thought we'd talk about um, knowing your op- your uh, your opening doors, your doors that open for you. I'm not saying it correctly, Catherine. What is it? Well, we were talking about looking for open doors versus the doors that are closed right. to you. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is both in your personal life as well as your um, professional life, and they kind of bleed, but... Um, I, many times I see clients, you know, banging their heads against the same door, you know, like, well, it has to be this way. Well, I have to get this promotion here. And if I don't get this promotion, then the world's going to end. And, you know, I have to work for this company and they, you know, so that they keep going after a goal that continuously tells them, nah. Right. It's not going to happen. And then they don't notice when doors around them are opening. Yes. So just that whole concept, and I was discussing it with a client this morning, and, you know, I was saying, well, those doors seem closed. Like, what's open? And all all of a sudden, she starts to tell me all these doors that have opened for her, but she wasn't thinking of it that way. Right. She was just thinking, well, I don't know. I'm just not making it in this other way, and I shouldn't be. And she wasn't looking at where she was making it. Mm -hmm. So I just thought, this is such an interesting topic, and I spent a lot of time, you know, looking at my own doors. (laughs) (laughs) Your actual doors or your theoretical doors? The theoretical doors. I've always felt my daughter's life doors always open for her. I've mm-hmm. never seen anything like it. And, he, mm-hmm. and she even knows that she doesn't, you know, she just has to think about something. Yeah. She just put it out and yeah. then a door will open for her. It's just, it's so ironic. And my life is not that simple. <laughs> <laughs> we figured out a whole process, right, that we've experienced in terms of opportunities where first we see it and we think we want it, then it disappears and we don't get it, and then it comes back around in a different form altogether, as mm. happened with our books. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. You, what did you call that? It's called, it's a, like a functional pattern or yes. something that, yeah, you had figured out that as a business, we have that functional pattern. Right. Mm. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, yeah, there are functional and dysfunctional, supposedly organic patterns through which we move in the world. And so there are things where I think where, when you're talking about you focus on something that's not really available to you, but you insist that it must be. And that's usually some form of a dysfunctional pattern where you keep pursuing, grasping, mm-hmm. really, for something. And I think those are good examples of certain promotion, working for a certain company, having a certain title, right. um, you know, whether it's your income has to be always at a certain level. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that that can be a trick then for you not seeing what we were talking about. It's the open doors, which may be talents that are really your truest mm-hmm. talents. Um, relationships that are actually fruitful to you. Mm-hmm. We recently uh, heard of a person who had had a relationship, you know, 11 years ago, and that individual just came back to this man, actually, and proposed a uh, business deal that is going to be so fruitful and that has him doing all the work that he loves to do. 
Um, but that's after years, as he's explained to me, of going doing the closed doors, of going after contracts and jobs right. and projects with people who would abuse him and not work Gosh. with him properly or not fail to meet the terms of the contract. Right. So it's been really a start. He's been, I think one of the things about open doors is it can be unsettling how easily things happen when a door does open. Right. But sometimes we don't even notice it when it right. opens because we're dismissive of it. And right. We think we want something else. And that's, I think, the lesson is to to be aware of where things are flowing. It's kind of like yes. being in the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and follow the flow rather than the struggle. Right. Mm. And I, I just, I, I when I look at my most successful business owners, they are very, very intuitive and see those openings. And, yes. And what's so interesting about them is that nobody else would have thought of going in those directions. They were going, you know, maybe they read it in ink or they, you know, right. some book said you have to do it this way. Right. And they were going after what they thought was the right thing. Whereas I watch them sort of float and get really creative mm-hmm. and things just open up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think that we run our business that way. I mean, we've gotten all kinds of advice and none of it has ever been <laughs> except for my brother when he said, you know, write the books, write the books yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But usually we get really bad advice how we have to build this. We have to, you know, when we ran our groups, people thought we should take them nationally and it was of no interest to us. And right. those doors just didn't open. We tried. No. Yeah. And there were other things people felt that, you know, we should do. And those doors just weren't open to us. And when we listened to what was coming in, it just was more interesting right? and it fit better. So, you know, it's a little, maybe a little woo woo for some people to look at their careers this way, but I don't think it should be. Yeah. I was going to say, and it's, I think it's, it can be difficult if you are more attached to specific outcomes that you feel just need to happen in some way right. to prove something. Like I recently worked with someone who had worked for, you know, four or five high profile corporations and now was working on his own and it just like cannot get over the fact that I'm not working with a high profile corporation. This mm. couldn't possibly be right. Mm-hmm. Thank heavens he's continued to follow that open door because that's starting to bear incredible fruit. Right. But it was a faith walk, I think, for him. Um, It is a faith walk. Yeah, with a lot of doubt (laughs) along the way. (laughs) No, but wait, but but the open door, what we're talking about is a faith walk. Yeah. Yeah. And that maybe is why people think it's woo-woo and they're afraid of it. They don't think it's going to really happen. Right. Yeah. Um, But you have to know that about yourself. You have to be able to read where your life is going. It's not just where are you taking it. It's also where, what are the opportunities that are being presented to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing is you can look at what are people coming to you for? Mm -hmm. You know, what are the things that you're asked to do in your spare time? What are the projects that everyone wants you to be a part of? And are those, and also how are you spending, remember we went, I would, when we wrote Going Indie so many mm-hmm. moons ago, we were looking at if someone has an interest that you can sustain consistently for over five years, there's some life in there for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And so do you have interests that you are constantly um, giving time to, but you're unwilling to say that they're true, you know, that they are credible in terms right. of something to pursue? Right. 
Well, yeah, but you have to be careful because sometimes people's hobbies are never going to really make them a living. Mm-hmm. So you have to um, you have to be realistic, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but right, so with going indie, it was that interest lasts ten years, mm-hmm. but talents, your own talents, last a lifetime. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're a good people connector, you've always been a good people connector, and you always will be. Right. Right. That you know, if you're really great at dressing people, you're always going to be good at it. You know, that doesn't go away. Right. So it's just mm-hmm. a talent. So, um, or sales, you know, there's lots of talents. Um, so that's another thing to understand what your talents are versus what your interests are. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I remember when um, I was a young mother, a lot of the, the mothers were starting businesses based on what their children needed. Yeah. Because mm. that's what interested them at that moment, right, right. whether they were parties and they would get the clowns. And I thought, you should not be doing this because <laughs> this in three years when your kid is into a whole other thing, you're going to be bored by this. Yes. And that's actually what happened. They all, right. it was just like a little hobby. Right. So, um, so back to the doors. Um, <laughs> so what are some signs of some closed doors or what, what is a closed door look like? Right. What are some closed door red flags? Rejection. Rejection. Mm-hmm. Repeated rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and in all forms of rejection, uh-huh. no callbacks, um, you yeah. know, uh, no follow up, no, <laughs> or promises made and then not kept. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a big one, right? Mm-hmm. Where I mean, I'm working with several people right now who have been promised certain promotions or certain forms of status within an organization, and right. it just keeps being sidelined or averted, or right. you know, hold on, just wait another six months, and I promise you, you'll you know, we'll fulfill that. Right. And I think the other piece of it is that you can you are feeling frustrated. Like I think the thing about a closed door is that you always feel as if something is is being withheld from you. Sure. Um Despite your best efforts. Right. Yeah, I think it comes with tremendous frustration and Mm -hmm. anger Mm -hmm. um, if you feel yourself feeling that. And also, you know, self uh, thinking there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's basically rejection. Yeah. That's what you have to look at that, you know, it's not that you're not popular enough or beautiful enough. It's that that's not your path. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you want to start looking at, well, where is the path? You know, where's the light? Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't want to sound too woo, but I'm going to sound woo. Ooh. No, I think <laughs> there's, you know, in my wisdom, my old age wisdom, I think there's a lot of truth to this that, sure. you know, when I, and when us, our business, when we listened more to, um, the uniqueness of our own path and looked at what doors were open, they were not always what other people were suggesting. Right. Mm. That's true. When we also had to own the form that we wanted it to take. I remember when we got clear about we wanted to be speaking directly to you all. You mm-hmm. know, we wanted right. our message to go directly to the consumer and the employee and the professional as opposed to a B2B. Remember that was always right. a thing. You, you guys need to be B2B. And that just like never really, that never bore fruit in the way that we 
thought it was supposed to no, be. No, we weren't right. ever B2B. And, you know, we have to look more corporate, and that just did not work out for us either because we're just, that's just not who we are. Yeah. So you can't deny that. You have to really be honest about who you are. Yeah. And, you know, many times I think doors close because we're trying to fit somebody else's image that's of who right. we are. That's, that's right. a tough one. It's really tough. The expectations in your family, maybe yeah. you have to be in Wall Street or you have to be, I don't know you what. You have to be a lawyer. I worked with someone who took the bar Ooh. four times. Oh, Oh my gosh, it happens a lot. Yeah, and then finally gave up because mm-hmm. it was just like this is not meant to be. Right for me. Right. Right. Yeah, that's tough. I think it's hard to look for the open doors. You have to acknowledge what are the closed doors, and I think that can you walk be, away from them. Yes, exactly. That can be painful because it's almost like there's a mourning. You have to let go of an idea of what you thought was going to be. That's right. Right. So. Right, and be honest with yourself about what, who you are, mm-hmm. and what's right for you, mm-hmm. and that doesn't. And you know, so you may lose friends that you know don't respect that, or mm-hmm. don't want to know people that are I don't know that are not as buttoned down or whatever it is. Right, sure. you know that's okay. Those were never your people anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. So an open door will be easy, relatively easy. It'll fruitful. swing open. It'll be. Um, it'll like you. It won't reject you. I was going to say it will include supportive people. Mm-hmm. Like usually, when mm-hmm. you when you're headed through an, a, an open door, there are people on the other side who are like, "Here's an opportunity, and I could right. see you doing this, and I believe that you can do this, and mm-hmm. here's mm-hmm. some money for this." <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. There, there are people on the other side of open doors who clearly send the signal that you're headed in the right direction. You were exactly what they were looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Great. So that's it. Join us next time for another My Crazy Office Overtime. And between now and then, we hope you find plenty of open doors. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at Key Squared Studios. Stay crazy. <laughs>